0: Jeff uh, just came online and said he's happy to help
1: you. All right. Um. Yeah. Are they? I just started a live, but are they able to see? Yeah. So double check. Okay. Hopefully they can at least hear us. Uh, I think right now they're just seeing the main screen. That's what I'm seeing. Okay. But uh,
0: let's
1: see if they can at least. They can at least hear us.
0: Hey, Hi, everyone. How you
1: doing? Oh, my goodness. Way to start the broadcast with tech issues. Apologize, you guys. <laughs> oh, my hey, goodness. Just,
0: um, just consider it a little supernatural goings on.
1: No, no, no. My picture fell off earlier, and now this is happening. What's next? I so what's the name
0: that? of this show?
1: It's a paranormal corner with Mickey Ray, and I teamed up with the Jay Hills uh, podcast, Paranormal Entertainment. Sounds yeah. great. Um, yeah, thank you so much for being with us <sighs> tonight, and apologizing about the issues.
0: It won't stay this uh, way for a little
1: know. Hopefully not, maybe this time you'll be able to see And here's <laughs> So I saw you, I'm sure um, right now they you know who you are and i really, am stoked that you're back on our show. And, um, yeah, um, you're now only the founder of the War Sea Foundation that you and the parameters Lorraine started and I'm also still stoked to be part of it. <laughs> and um, you've been on many cases and oh yeah i've been doing this be since 1980. i've Let's been see.
0: you know i started working with my okay. grandparents as a teenager yeah, i've been doing it since i was uh 16. Uh, although i saw my grandmother working when i was 14. um and you know that's the one question that will always get the same answer from me you know what's the most profound case right, it's,
1: oh, it's easy
0: it's easily uh the more ethereal case because well b- because oh, it was right, a right. deadly case somebody died uh, eventually and um it taught me hmm. and my grandparents um a tremendous amount. I mean, my grandfather had a heart attack and almost died during the exorcism. Oh wow! Well. That that really happened. I was there huh. for it. And um, sorry to hear that. Eventually, Maurice uh, shot his <laughs> wife, blew her arm off, and took his well, own life while under possession. Well,
1: yeah, that should be. Serious. I don't know how
0: you guys do it <laughs> well I, my focus is on helping people so I don't right, worry right. too much about you know the things we encounter every, you know yeah fine when I was 16 or 17 or 18 that stuff fascinated me um, mm-hmm. but nowadays not really uh, I, I don't do this because I, I'm fascinated by the paranormal. I'm not. Uh, I do this because there's a need and there are too many, well, to put it bluntly, too many jackasses out there who uh, right. just want to get you know, some evidence and don't care who they hurt to get it. They'll stir up right. tra- uh, trouble and then leave the family with no support. So yeah, I do this simply because we need to have people with good ethics helping those in need.
1: And I feel that you guys are out there. And I try to help whenever I can. Um, of course Jeff you says, you're, one of,
0: you're, one of the, you're one of the members of the foundation.
1: Uh, thank you. I do appreciate it. Um, and uh, Jeff is saying he can only hear us. Uh, he only see. Rat is right. Well, so next time we'll,
0: yeah, ne- next time we'll, uh, work on that, the video
1: part. I'll take off my glasses, so I can see better, so weird, my next question, I don't know if uh, I've asked you this, I know I haven't my show before, um, what was it like to learn from your grandparents, Lorraine. Lorraine, sorry, Lorraine Warren. Well,
0: with my grandmother, it was always a joy. Always, um, she mm-hmm. would give me great information on how to work with my abilities and how to go beyond something simple like the aura and, and actually really get into the person. My grandfather and I, it was different. Um, he, especially in the early days, in the 70s and 80s, he was um, more entrenched in the, the old-fashioned way of looking at things. For him, witchcraft and Satanism were the same thing back then uh magic could only be black magic. there could not be white magic. It took a long time for him to change his views. He thought rock and roll music was all satanic um, yeah Hello? he and he didn't see he didn't see the uh the importance of psychology in this mm-hmm. field but we had a lot of uh discussions over that that took lots of years before he came around to seeing things differently.
1: Yeah, man, I almost did psychology when uh, I was in the community college. Now I wish I would have taken it.
0: It's, it's a fascinating field of study. It's what <laughs> I studied. Um, but I caution anybody who studies psychology to not think that they're, they're all of a sudden a therapist or something because
1: right. <laughs> it, a
0: master's degree in psychology isn't good enough for that. You've got to go beyond, you got to get your doctorate. Um, you can get your master's of social work and that's terrific. Um, but if, if you truly want to understand psychology, you've got to go all the way and really study.
1: Right, that's true. Um, let's see. I have plenty of questions, so hopefully they'll send us their questions as well. Yeah, go um, right ahead. Let's see. Um, wh- what are some signs of spirit or demonic attachment?
0: Okay. Um, one thing <laughs> I want to caution people about, the, the term demon or demonic mm-hmm. is a very loaded word. And it is not well understood. I don't even allow people in the foundation to use that word with our clients because we don't want to scare the crap out of them. Right. Um, you know, we've got everybody from uh, archbishops to Taoist uh, healers and uh, witches and pagans and jews and doctors we've got people from every walk of life and every spiritual path you can imagine including kimbanda which probably nobody here even knows what that one is i haven't heard um but every single culture in the world defines demon differently and whatever those things are, they manifest according to our own religious and spiritual and cultural beliefs. So you're not going to get an old-fashioned Christian demon in India, for instance.
1: Right, I usually refer to the demonic or darker spirits and uh, yeah but even then definitely- I, I, I don't
0: <laughs> like to, i don't even like to consider them spirits at first
1: no that's true. Show,
0: show me something that makes it more than a, more than a thought form that's projected by our own fears and our own energy how do i know that this isn't something that we've created ourselves
1: That's true, yeah
0: you know just because It even may seem to have intelligence and have answers. Somebody else in that room has those answers. It could be something as simple as telepathy. Hmm. Someone picking up on someone else's answers and feeding them back. And a Facebook uh, user is asking if I embrace the idea that I love (laughs) Joe Frankie. Joe Frankie's like a brother to me. He is the-
1: That would be (laughs) yeah.
0: Yeah of course it is. Uh, he is the chairman of the board of the foundation and of course I embrace I, that statement. Yeah,
1: I love him right? <laughs> but um, yeah, let's see. Um, can you explain bit difference from Johnson uh, and or investigations? Can you say that again? Yeah, oh, sorry. Can you explain the difference
0: between a ghost
1: hunt or an investigation? Between what and an
0: investigation? A ghost hunt. Oh. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that term. Okay. Uh, at all. My grandparents a long time ago called themselves ghost hunters. They changed that over time as well. Okay. Um, to me, that's like saying you're a people hunter. Because ghosts are just people, and I'm not going to go out and hunt people. That's true. Uh, I'm here to help people, and I don't care if you're alive or dead. If you've got something you need help with, I'm here to help. You know, If you've got unfinished business and you, you, you've died and you're afraid to pass over without finishing that business, then we're here to uh, help that spirit to pass over. So an investigation, I guess, to answer more completely your question, though, the investigation is everything. That's half of our job is figuring out what we're dealing with. Half of it. And that takes a long time, you know, because it's never simple. It's never a clean, easy answer. It's not, oh, you're schizophrenic or, oh, you're a drug addict. No, just because you have those problems doesn't mean you don't have paranormal issues as well. It gets messy. You know, why is it that you're getting negative hauntings? Well, this is what we've got to diagnose and figure out. All
1: right, that's true. So, um, Jeff this is like, good answer, we can be friends now. <laughs>
0: I thought we were friends before. Okay. I guess I'm working <laughs> on my calendar that today our friendship started.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as it is, oh, yeah, here it is. Let's talk to my question here. Um, can you, <coughs> excuse me, can you, uh, explain the different levels of uh, possessions?
0: Sure. Um, you're talking about the different stages that one, Goes through um, uh, yeah. during a haunting. Now, yeah. <clears throat> there are a lot of people who come up with their own nuanced uh, way of s- describing this. My grandfather made it very simple. You start with infestation, which is when mm-hmm. all of the phenomena is outside of you. So that's when you have things flying across the room or your keys are going missing, or you're hearing voices, uh, or you feel, yeah, the picture falls, <laughs> the, the cold spots in the room, that kind of stuff. That's all Thanks. outside of you. Then over time in rare cases, it can advance to something called oppression. That's when there's an actual spirit that's trying to shape the way you think and feel. You still have free will, but it is trying to influence you. If it goes much farther, a lot farther, then it can turn into full blown possession. I have done this now for almost 43 years, and I have worked on less, maybe less than about 10 possession cases in 43 years they are really rare Mm
1: -hmm. and I'm an
0: exorcist Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so don't uh, don't jump to conclusions that what you're dealing with is demonic and almost never is and it's a shame that uh, the media has made it seem like they're everywhere and they're not Yeah, true. That I love Hollywood, right? <laughs> right now, Carol uh, is saying that she hears spirits talking to her when she's sleeping, and I'm not surprised by that actually. When I we're, didn't in see our,
1: that.
0: yeah, when we're in our dream state, we are closer on the astral plane to other spirits, and we can connect with them. So it actually is easy at that point.
1: Right, I should be just. He's sitting here at my desk and all of a sudden I would hear spirits or angels, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's when my mind is most relaxed. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, uh, so had uh, any ghosts or spirit ever what would how to help,
0: help you deal with it? <laughs> <laughs> many, many times. Um, I've had spirits. Same thing that happened with my grandparents. I'd have spirits show up to try to get me to back off even before mm-hmm. I went on a case. It's kind of like they, they know that you're going to get called. So they're trying to scare you away. It never works.
1: Right. (laughs)
0: Um, I have had so many different things happen to me. Um, But as long as you are firm and strong in your faith and you command it without fear to be gone by the power of God, then you can get rid of it. But you have to be willing. You have to give up your ego. And you have to admit that this isn't about you. You know, it's not your power getting rid of these things, but they do follow our rules. And if you don't put up the rules, if you don't say enough is enough, these are the guidelines, then Mm -hmm. they won't have any guidelines and they'll do whatever they want. I was in a house uh, in New Zealand a few months ago. And we had just done a really mm-hmm. good, we did a nice uh, lecture that night. And I, I knew there was a ghost in that uh, school that we had been in. Well, it followed us home. And for about five minutes, the bedroom door is rattling. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? It finally <laughs> dawned on to me that something is rattling. So I go to the door and I open it. And my friend is outside the door. Like kind of looking at me like, what have you been doing in the bedroom that's making so much noise? <laughs> and I was like, uh, "I let me close the door again and see what happens. So I closed the door and it started rattling again. Huh. I said, all right, enough of that. You cut it out. You are not welcome here. Stop it now. And it immediately stopped. Immediately. Yeah, I heard about
1: that sometime. Yeah, it really about letting them know
0: mm-hmm.
1: that you mean business.
0: <laughs> every every religion has different ways of putting psychic boundaries on spirits, and the spirits respect them.
1: Uh, thank you for answering you know, us and of course, anyone else have any more questions, let us know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. By the way, um, at the end of the month, I think it's, let's see, today is the 7th and it's uh tuesday today's tuesday
1: right yeah
0: tuesday all right so 9th 10th 11th all right so on the 25th of this month i will be doing another class online um with uh with a community college that i've done them with now this will be the third one uh we're going to be getting into my grandparents most famous cases we're going to be Talking about the movies and the reality versus the movies, and using the movies as examples to show what real investigative techniques are like versus what you see on television. And we'll get into every single kind of phenomena we can think of. Um, so if people are interested, they can contact me uh, at, you know, Facebook, uh, Chris McKinnell. By the way, McKinnell's with two N's and two L's.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um,
0: And we have a question here about whether or not a Uh person who is alive can haunt another person through astral projection. I have actually heard of that happening. I know of people who have such a strong psychic presence that they can astrally project themselves and be seen by others who are sensitive
1: Mm.
0: Uh, there was a case of a woman who for years had dreamed about this house she didn't know and she would keep going back to this house and then one day she's just driving along and she sees the house and she she just feels this need to go and check it out so she knocks on the door and the young girl who answered the door almost died of fright because the woman who knocked on the door had been the ghost that had been showing up at their home for years she was alive and well but hurt she had been astrally projecting herself into the home of these strangers who could see her Uh, yeah
1: that's interesting it's uh, I think I can ask for
0: that too. So, I have very vivid dreams as well. Absolutely. And the thing is, you know, we can create um servant spirits called egregores, these are thought forms are projections of our own consciousness, oh, okay. and we can create them to cause harm or to do good for others. Uh, it takes a lot of practice it takes a lot of um focus my grandparents worked on with a conjuring mirror and this guy in pennsylvania spent months trying to use a a mirror to see what his enemies were up to and it took a long time and a lot of practice and a lot of determination but eventually he could not only see his enemies but he could then picture what he wanted to happen to them, and it would happen. So they would fall down the stairs or something.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty hmm. interesting. the yeah, feel like yeah. awesome.
0: And you pro- And you protect yourself the same way you do from any paranormal attack. You have to make sure that you're uh, putting the white light around you on a regular basis every single day you're psychically grounding yourself that you're using whatever representation of your faith helps you so if it's a saint benedict medal or a crucifix or um a star of david it doesn't matter whatever helps you focus your faith god comes when we ask but we have to ask because we have free will yeah that's true i find
1: myself doing that more every day you know, have to. sensitive and uh, you know. So <laughs> I don't know if you say this just and a uh, question here. Uh, how do you defend yourself from someone uh, attacking you in that yeah, way? Yeah, no,
0: I, I just answered that actually.
1: Okay, okay, I was making sure. <laughs> All right, uh now Yay yeah, is missing me. But anyway, so we're just doing audio. Okay. If anybody
0: out there who has any questions, we're more than happy to answer them. That's why we're here. You know, um, the Warren Legacy Foundation is an organization that helps people for free and anonymously. And if you Mm -hmm. need help, you can go to our website, www.warrenfiles.com. Click on the Contact Us link, and there's a Google form to fill out to ask for help. And we're always happy to help.
1: Yep. And um, thank you for sharing that. And uh, um, what, what I have to ask, what are your thoughts about the uh, Eliza board?
0: Well, It doesn't matter to me if it's a Ouija board, a seance, automatic writing uh, (laughs) or a million other tools like the spirit box and all these other things, it isn't the tool. It's your intention. Right.
1: Uh,
0: Yeah. I don't know if this is going to make a good metaphor, (laughs) but it's like blaming the the gun for the murder. The gun didn't kill anybody. It's the person, somebody. you don't need a ouija board or a seance if your intention is to communicate with another spirit like with a spirit box mm-hmm. it's your intention that matters you're making a connection with a spirit you're helping that spirit to bind with you you've given it right. you've given it permission to come into your life and if it happens to be a spirit that wasn't the nicest person while they were alive why would death make them any better that's true happily there are more good people than bad people in the world but even so when a person dies Mm. it can be a traumatic event and they can be lost or hurt and they're not trying to scare you they're not trying to hurt you, but because you don't know any better, you're going to be terrified.
1: Right. Yeah, especially you don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, so this kind of leads to my next question. Do you think that the Ouija boards are sometimes um, the cause of reality?
0: It's not the Ouija board that's the cause, but it's your intention to make communication you don't need to go out and buy a ouija board you can use a piece of charcoal to write letters on a on the floor and then use an upside down cup or something you know it it isn't important that you have that object it's your intention that matters your intention to speak with spirit
1: and we
0: can even use our TVs for that matter <laughs> yeah I, mean, I know people cool. I know people who communicate with spirits through television
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know they, they receive messages psychically through the television oh, wow. but to me that is probably more of um a, a meditation technique a way of allowing the white noise to go through your unconsciousness and bring up the answers that are there because you are psychic we are all psychic right and this one person has found a way of watching the white noise on television as a way of getting that information for herself
1: yeah i always wonder about that <laughs> yeah okay, uh, um let's see have you ever seen the shadow people and like the hat man i don't believe Um, in them
0: i don't believe in them i believe that ghosts by definition almost always shadows because it's easier to manifest as a shadow than it is as a full apparition um they don't have yeah they don't have the the expertise to become a full-bodied apparition for the most part um, the whole hat man and shadow people thing. This is people who don't understand what they're looking at. Um, we we go through uh, st- not stages, but th- let's say fads, uh, where you know there were the black-eyed children, the, the <laughs> phantom, uh, the phantom uh, hitchhiker. Um the right. thin man. All of these are created one way or another. Whether it be a pasta uh contest, which is what created the thin man or the slender man, maybe it was called. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. Um <clears throat> yeah, Thin Man was a movie series from the thirties. Great series. Um
1: I don't think
0: you have seen it. Detective series.
1: Okay. But anyway.
0: Um, but yeah, we create the things that terrify us. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It acts to me that says a lot about our personal power and what we're capable of. And maybe we should be less afraid and more hopeful. I mean, if we can manifest our worst fears, imagine what we can manifest when we really pay attention. That's what Mm -hmm. uh, Tibetan Buddhist monks can manifest things out of thin air because oh, well. they've spent their lives practicing and learning.
1: I liked a lot of practice.
0: Oh yeah. There are no, yeah. there are no, um, shortcuts to this kind of thing. You know, right? people contact us looking for help and they just want whatever gone, but it, it, it's not yeah. like a magic wand. You know, we're we're willing to help. We're willing to do everything we can to help. But nine times out of ten, it's going to take more than a simple spiritual cleansing to get rid of what's in the home. That's true. Especially if we're dealing with the human spirit. They have free will, too. If they are afraid to pass over or they love their home, they don't want to leave, there's not much you can do about it except learn to live with them and do that to be responsible respectful and uh you know treat treat them the way you would want to be treated
1: yes yeah, like i've learned to embrace my yes as well as
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know to be around <laughs> um let's see i love my place what are your thoughts this is actually the top of my head what are your thoughts on the uh, reincarnation
0: Oh, I think you and I have had this conversation before. Um, my, my grandfather uh, taught me regression hypnosis when I was 16 years old. Uh, both my grandparents and I are firm believers in reincarnation. I remember several of my lives. And uh, I wasn't, you know, I, I was definitely a different person in those lifetimes. But those lifetimes have shaped me into who I am today, too.
1: Yeah, I believe I'm also <laughs> Let's see um what would be the mysterious haunted little pieces that you mentioned?
0: Some of the more serious hauntings?
1: On uh, mysterious
0: mysterious?
1: On uh, uh serious
0: huh?
1: On. Uh, the most creepy or serious.
0: Oh, serious. Um,
1: no, serious. Like, they're afraid, serious.
0: Yeah, serious. Um, uh, sorry. I worked on a case a few years ago with a, a young man, well, a middle-aged <laughs> man. The Catholic Church had already been involved, and they had done the same kind of things that we do they they did the medical evaluation the psychological evaluation and the paranormal evaluation and they did determine that yes he was coming under possession and yes he needed an exorcism um I watched him come come under possession 20 or 30 times and oh well they didn't move fast enough And he came under possession one final time, hung himself, killed himself in front of his wife. And then 20 minutes later, when the EMT and the police were there, the body sat back up, opened its eyes, which were completely black, turned to the EMT and said, he's ours, you can't have him. And then dropped dead again. So anytime we're dealing with life and death that's there, there's nothing more important than that
1: right yeah no jeremy for sure would have nightmares
0: <laughs> i i don't get nightmares anymore
1: no, that's it.
0: yeah i i pretty much every single night is a nice relaxing night
1: it might can be very intense sometimes.
0: The work, the work can be challenging.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would be your favorite book or author?
0: <laughs> uh, that's an easy one, actually.
1: Okay.
0: Illusions by Richard Bach. Huh. I have recommended that book uh, two three or three hundred times. I've given it away at least a hundred times in my life uh he's the same man that wrote jonathan livingston seagull back in the 60s but illusions take you about two and a half hours to read and it changed my life i uh, highly recommend it
1: yeah i have to watch out for that
0: one well you can find it on amazon oh okay.
1: thanks
0: Sure. Like um, I said, it's a short book. Take you two and a half hours to read.
1: Yeah, I like this. <laughs> Let's see. Um, I don't want to talk much about UFOs or USOs. Have you <laughs> had any experiences with them?
0: I am not positive. Um well, the the foundation has. We've worked right. with a couple of cases. Um but there was a there was a night. And unfortunately, this was back when I was really in bad health. And I uh-huh. I was in a wheelchair. But I was visiting my my mother. And my son was with me downstairs in the living room. It was the middle of the night, like one o'clock in the morning. And my my mother was upstairs asleep with her husband. And all of a sudden, my son says daddy what is that and there's this incredibly bright light in the backyard i mean what? it filled up the entire backyard like um a floodlight like you know the the um the big searchlights that they use at hollywood premieres
1: uh-huh
0: just like that so every 15 minutes or so this light would come on for two minutes, and then it would be gone again. And this went on for a couple of hours. I couldn't, it took me over an hour to be able to get up because of how bad my health was at that point. And that light, whatever, wherever it was coming from, had to be coming from inside the swamp, where there was no way Heavy equipment could have gotten in there. There was no way a vehicle could have gotten in there. But it was it was as bright as daylight when that light would come on. And was that uh, was that a UFO? I don't. Oh
1: well, possibly. And
0: I had, I had if, if if I had a alien. Drop by and say hey you want to come uh around the universe with me like yeah adios let's go I
1: and mean, they like beat me up study <laughs> i um yeah i've seen a few ufos out here
0: no you're in the right place i guess i i yeah, didn't even we- see them in peru and i was looking
1: yeah oh well wow. because we're away from the city like a mile away so we can see the stars and planets out here a lot better. So let's see, I lost before I was. <laughs> uh, I was we to say this before, but what are your thoughts about NDEs or near death experience?
0: Well, I was lucky. I got to study uh, near death experiences with mm-hmm. Dr. Ken Rink. He was one of the foremost authorities on the subject back in the 1980s. God, I'm oh, well. <laughs> He was a professor at uh, the University of Connecticut, and I was lucky. Uh, he took me under his wing. And, uh, I mean, he knew who I was. He knew what other research I had been up to. He even wrote
1: okay. uh, my letter
0: to get into grad school. So um, he was a great guy. Even back then, back in 1984, 85, there had been over eight million near-death experiences in the world,
1: yeah.
0: and they they were all the same across different cultures. Didn't matter if you were Hindu, Muslim, Christian, Jew. They the actual phenomena that you experience the white light and the reliving of your lifetimes, everything. All of that is something that is seen throughout the world.
1: Yeah, I've been finding myself just fascinated by it by watching the videos on YouTube sometimes.
0: Oh, absolutely. And you know, one out of four people in the world has an out-of-body experience at some point in their life. So I, I uh, I've always been stumped how somebody could be afraid of the afraid of death when they may have already experienced leaving their body. They know they're not their body. I, when I was 18 or 19, I uh, was living in a haunted house, often was the case. And I got up from my bed, I'd been laying down in the middle of the day. And I walked over to the bedroom door and I, I couldn't open the bedroom door like what the hell is wrong it won't turn turned around and i saw myself laying in bed
1: um, and all of
0: a sudden it was like all the air went out of me i went huh! and i sat right up in bed wide awake and i knew that that wasn't a dream
1: oh wow i probably
0: had a couple of spirits hmm yeah we've we've You've shared them with me. You should yeah. share them with the audience.
1: <laughs> I should have wrote it down. My friend was like, write your dreams down. You never know. Uh, let's see. Yeah, uh, so how can you tell the difference from, a, like, the helps or a genuine case?
0: uh like i said earlier about half of what we do is just diagnosis and you don't want to make a mistake here so we rely heavily on medical professionals to help us um we don't discriminate just because a person does have mental health issues like for instance um they're they're depressed and they're not taking their medication All right. Well, Mm -hmm. yes, let's get you back on your medication, you know, but that doesn't mean we're going to ignore whatever it is you're experiencing. You know, we want to help with that as well.
1: Uh, Thank you. What um, another fun question? Um, What would be on your bucket list of locations? <laughs> I know I've got a few. Uh,
0: well, considering <laughs> I've lived in over eighty-five places around the world, <laughs> um, I definitely want to see Iceland and Ireland.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah. Um, I really want to go to Sweden, uh, Finland, Norway. I'd like to spend the winter in Norway on the fjords. Uh and I guess in the Netherlands plus I'd like to go to places like Romania uh, go back to the Czech Republic I, I fell in love with that um, there's a castle or I mean a cave system the largest cave system in the world it was discovered in the 1990s in Vietnam
1: Hello. and
0: it takes over a week to hike through it it's so big that there's a rainforest inside the cave system underground as well as uh ceilings as high as a cathedral so um, that that's another thing i would like to see
1: i would like to see the catacombs i think i in the uk right uh
0: paris the paris, paris. catacombs yeah yep i i used to, i used to sleep right above them oh <laughs> Well, so does um, most of Paris, so, you know. Yeah. It doesn't count for much.
1: Yeah, this is like underground tunnels around a lot of the places.
0: Well, that's because when they ran out of grave space, they ended up moving all of the bones
1: huh. underground. Oh, wow. It kind of makes sense. Uh, is there can else you'd like to share
0: before we go and no, then we have like a few minutes left well i i've enjoyed this i i appreciate it as i always do when i get to talk to you oh um, thank you for me i just want to make sure that if there's anybody out there who needs help they know where to find us Right. that's what's most important you know just reach out to us uh at our website www.warnfiles.com or get a hold of me online on Facebook, Chris McKinnell, um, M-C-K-I-N-N-E-L-L and I'm happy to help. We all are within the foundation. Yep. And
1: um, and I do apologize about the t- issues that we had in this program. Hopefully, you can- ah. That will happen.
0: <laughs> exactly. It'll all be fine next time. We'll make yeah, sure no, that looks, some yeah, of our tech people help with that.
1: Yeah, I'm going to blame the red on this one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so,
1: uh, yeah, I do appreciate it. Um, I think if anybody else have any more quick questions for us, we do have a... And uh, I would... I have one. Um, do you, you ever wonder if you, you can capture like any animal type of recordings like the EVPs are film?
0: Have I ever had an EVP?
1: Like yeah, from animals that uh, sound like cats or oh, I or see.
0: Yeah, I, well, yeah. Remember the <laughs> there was a. A book called The Haunted. Mm. Uh, it was about the Schmurls in West Pittston, Pennsylvania. And mm-hmm. my grandparents sent me there. Uh, there was even a, a, God help us, a movie <laughs> back in like 91 or 92 called The Haunted uh, with mm-hmm. Sally Kirkland playing my grandmother. And uh, you can see that on YouTube. Okay. But there was there where i was using an old cassette recorder and when i replayed it i could hear pigs grunting you know
1: <laughs> like that yeah it's crazy because when i when i reviewed one of my i don't know if i can find it if i find it i'll share it with you but it sounded like cat meowing
0: oh yeah i've heard that as well um, on other cases. Matter of fact, my grandparents had a famous case on Lindley Street in Bridgeport, Connecticut back in
1: 1972 or
0: 73. That's when I was born. <laughs> 72. Shush, shush you. Anyway. Um And a black cat came up the stairs. There were There was a police officer, a fireman, and a priest in the kitchen, and the black cat came up the stairs from the basement, looked at the police officer, and said, "Go to hell."
1: Oh well. Oh, Jeff Rose, that was Joe Snoring. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Joe.
0: Joe. Joe wasn't on that particular case.
1: Oh. Yeah, uh, when, when I was out and in the cemetery, um, I actually got a picture of a full um, horse operation.
0: What was it? A full what? A,
1: a horse operation. Like oh, people sitting sit on horses. Yeah. If I find that, I'll share it with you. Oh, absolutely, it, please. It still haunts me to this day.
0: <laughs> Figuratively speaking.
1: Yeah. So um, let's see. I wait you see anybody else have any more questions for us?
0: I haven't seen any come up.
1: All right. Yeah, um, shall we wrap it up here? Or? Certainly. I don't see late for you, so.
0: Well, it's only 10 o'clock, but yeah, it's, it, for me, that's
1: late. <laughs> I'm usually up late anyway.
0: Well, you're yeah, a West Coast girl. I mean, a West Coast girl.
1: Yep. So I do appreciate you being with us tonight and hopefully next time we'll have better luck with the tech. I'm was. sure we
0: will. We have enough people to help. Next time it'll, it'll go much more smoothly.
1: And Thank you very week- much, Nikki. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime, um, you're always welcome back. And uh, next week, I'll be uh, what's Next week, fourteenth. Uh, happy Valentine's Day! Oh, <laughs> I'll yeah. be taking that week off. So. But the week, the following week, I'll have Father Doctor Kenneth Torres with us.
0: Nice.
1: I was for Martina and hopefully. We'll I highly,
0: I highly recommend listening to. Uh, Archbishop uh, Torres, he's fantastic. Yes.
1: Yeah, he's awesome. All you guys are awesome. So I do appreciate what you are do.
0: Well, thank you very much.
1: alright uh, You all have a great safe night. And uh, thank you, Chris. You have a great night.
0: You too. Good. God bless you, Nikki. And God bless everyone thank listening. You.
1: Thank you, you too. Bye-bye. Right, bye. Thank you guys for watching for listening to my paranormal partner with Nikki, right? And uh, we'll be back the following week with Father Archbishop, Dr. Peter Torres. Thank you guys. Good night.